0: The title of this evening's Dharma talk is Minus Your Meddling. So we'll start out with meddling. Meddling uh, shows up lots of different ways. Anytime anything arises and you have a comment on it, uh, that's meddling. Anytime anything goes away and you comment on that, that's meddling. Anytime you decide to not do anything about it. That's meddling. Any position, any position is meddling. So it takes a while. Probably have time, 20, 30 years ought to do it. Look at the meddling. How do you do that? You look at the meddling without adding more meddling to try to get rid of the meddling. So you could say minus your meddling. And you know that's going to show up differently with each person because each each person has their own particular style of meddling, their own style of shutting down. It might be more aggressive, it might be more uh, subtle so that it isn't so clear exactly the way in which you're kind of pulling the, the tarpaulin over the, the evil garden. <clears throat> Minus your meddling. So we have to see the meddling. So there's, there's meddling that's happening. And when I say minus your meddling or I say don't meddle or don't interfere with things, don't add anything, don't do any math, no, no, uh, no addition, no subtraction, no multiplication, no division, no dividing yourself away from anything. So, through the sitting practice of meditation, we're able to see more clearly, more vividly, and in, in a greater, uh, a greater contrast the way we keep objecting to some things and agreeing with other things. And it is not wrong. So, we don't want to add on something else that says that makes the, the meddling even more subtle or uh, um, so minus. The meddling if that meddling begins to back off just by virtue of you looking at it just looking at that spontaneous addition coming out of your open fear or out of your wish to be in control this is what reifies consolidates congratulates and and gives nutrition to the illusory the illusory nature of the self or the narcissism the paranoid aspect of the mind that to so worry about that and we really would like to get some more of that. Shows up lots of different ways, shows up differently for each person. And there is nothing to correct, but there is something to see and understand. And, and op- we could say it this way, open up to open up, get, get to know yourself. The next time you do block sitting, four hour block sitting, the next time you do any kind of practice at all, sit down and <clears throat> give everything that's moving your attention. Just give it your attention. And when you see what it's doing, just receive that. So there's a the intention is to uh, give it your attention, observe that, and then when it goes into motion, then just receive whatever's happening. If you're actually receiving what's happening, you will be able to. You'll be willing to. You will be fully qualified to. You need a credential. Fully qualified to not know what the hell's going on. Anytime anything is occurring and you know what it is, this is this is uh, ignorance. Consider that. Don't believe it. Don't disbelieve it. Don't ignore it. But since you're here and you're giving me permission to say a few words based on what I've been doing most of my life, looking at the mind, looking helping others look at their mind, uh, looking at my own uh, confusion. The minus, if the meddling is not there, or if the meddling starts to fall away, what happens? The self-centeredness immediately starts to panic. This is when people often come to me, isn't there another practice I could do to keep from feeling like crap? This is a spiritual path. This, This is about the crap. This is about no longer am I going to settle for any lame excuse for anything. No longer am I going to settle for some kind of validation, justification and all the other Asians. I'm going to do what? You might You might need more help. You might have to receive precepts formally. You might have to just work observe them informally, vow to be with all things, simply put. You might need help. Not easy. As I say over and over again, don't do anything else you have to. Don't, don't uh, receive, observe, or try to uh, practice the Bodhisattva's vow to be with all things, unless you're ready to do that. If you're ready, then uh, go in all the way. Make sure you're wearing your waders. It might be a lot deeper, a lot more. Oh, uh, 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 I didn't. I wasn't counting on this. I wasn't bargaining for this. It can't be this stuff, probably is. So minus, it's a subtraction, minus the meddling, but you can't just take the meddling away. You can't say I'm no longer going to meddle, even though I'm saying don't meddle. I know that you can't, I can't stop meddling, but something about having that kind of a teaching, that kind of a recommendation or suggestion, don't add. Just, just look at whatever's there interfere either to stop it based on your ideas about it shouldn't be there or to validate it based on your ideas that there must be some reason that I'm feeling this. What can I blame? Not drinking enough water. I'm not mocking that. Of course you should drink water. But I'm saying we tend to settle if we can find some reason behind, however we're feeling somehow it eases the, the, that, and that, um, difficult feeling in such a way that, okay, well, I can do this. At least I know why this is happening. How many times have you said this to yourself? Well, at least I know why uh, I'm feeling this way. No, you don't. If you think you know why you're feeling a certain way, this is this is ignorance. This is delusion. And why is it a delusion? You want me to explain? I will. There isn't anyone. So anytime you validate uh validate or uh, uh, dissect or discombobulate whatever you're going to do with something to make it go this way or that way. The, the, what, what you're getting out of that is the feeling that at least I have some, at least I'm at, well, at least, at least just more and more complicated. That's why it's so important the way I see it is sit down, hold still, do nothing, be a minimalist, do a, a radical form of meditation as radical as possible. Radical meaning root. Probably even isn't the. This is beyond the root. It's deeper than the root. It's it's the very area where the self-centeredness comes together and thinks there's somebody that needs that, somebody that wants to stop that, somebody that needs to continue. So minus the meddling, when that starts to recede from being what observed, from being observed, from whatever's happening, if it goes left or right, gets darker, gets lighter, whatever's happening, any of the qualities that can arise as an emotion, a thought, a series of thoughts, do nothing with it. And if it starts to, you could say, do something to itself, then don't interfere, don't meddle, let it do whatever it needs to do. Let it turn into a rainbow. Let it turn into a trash heap, not separate. They look separate we call them separate things. one is very colorful and nice and sweet. And one is very confusing and mixed up and looks like are more closer to our concept of confusion or difficulty or something that is going sour. The difference is something that we impute. We, 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 it's something we invent, we make up and we add on. So if we say, going back to the title, the Dharma talk minus your meddling. What, what if that does? What if that begins to take hold as an understanding where you're, you're actually not going to fuel anything anymore, even though you're feeling the ego's having little threats or little paranoid uh, headlines that said, "You better not do this. This is getting risky. I'm feeling very uncomfortable doing this." This is why. It's, this is why the uh, the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha. That's why that particular structure is so important, teaching person what is being taught for thousands of years and the community, uh, not this community alone, but the lineage. <clears throat> so minus that, what, what's left? Is there something left? Something if you don't have that. Is there what, what's happening then? What would that look like? Well, it probably would look like something was missing. It probably would look like don't have any protection, don't have any clothes on, don't don't have the, the things that used to protect you. That might be the way it shows up initially. But if you don't give up, if you just are, if you're more sincere about the truth, if you want the truth at the cost of anything, then you're 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 there. You're, this is how it's done. We don't really realize that we don't realize because of the meddling, the constant shifting and shifting and shifting or blaming somebody else for how we're feeling, even though this is the thing that I've said, say over and over, even though what actually happened was somebody saw it, they have it on video. You can prove that that person said this to this person or did this or did that. You have relative truth right in front of you proving. This is why the whole world is uh, confused and at war with itself the different parts of itself is because the belief or the lockdown on relative truth relative truth is valuable of course we need relative truth or we can't can't get the toilet to flush you can't get your car to start you can't get the, the roof to stop leaking all kinds of relativity that is important within the context of that given situation but your ultimate nature if when we start grasping at materialism it gets it gets obscured and gets shut down, and we start to believe in a relative self that can win or lose eight worldly dharmas of success, failure, coming and going up and down, back and forth, all the polarities, you name them, or don't. So, if if, if the uh, the meddling or the interference, we say minus the meddling, if that starts to happen, what what does show up? Does anything show up? And Yes. I would say yes, but it depends on your particular style. That's why this is by anyone who has an understanding of this. A teaching person who uh, has the, uh, whatever you call it, the wherewithal to even talk about it, won't get in the way of your awakening by describing too much how that's going to be for you because you may have to have some passages that you need to go through that they may have not gone through or that other people do not have to go through. Simply put, if the teaching person is close enough to you as a student, and, and, and this, this can take years, but if they eventually see what your uh, obstacles are and you don't seem to be working with them, then they will present that to you. And it might not come in the form you think. It might not come uh, like sharp stick in the eye, it might not, it might come other ways. I've been taught in that way. Both of my teachers saw what I was dealing with and functioned with me in such a way that I considered anything they said or did as a teaching. It was difficult to do that. Without, without that teaching, uh, I would not be talking like this about anything. I would not be presenting this. <clears throat> First first few Dharma talks I gave was out of uh, knowledge about studying the Dharma for years and years. Uh, as I said earlier today, out in the sunshine, Bardo. And I, I don't teach out of what I know because I don't really know anything. But I teach out of what I see. So any words that are arising here are arising right out of what I'm looking at all the time. And yes, I meddle with things, too. So it's, when I say don't meddle, I know you can't stop, because I can't stop. (laughs) I've been looking at it for a while. But what happens if you take that kind of an attitude, that as little, as much as you can, you're not going to interfere with your own confusion or with that of anyone else's. But you'll receive the person that's in front of you. The fancy word for this is love, but love is not a feeling. The kind of love that is a feeling is a grasping kind of love, wanting something, wanting to control get some of that. You want that. You don't want anyone else to have that. Quite a difference. We can do some questions or I can continue to scurry around the oak tree. So the way in which you're... Observing what's happening when you're observing the meddling part. Uh, when I say don't meddle, you'll notice that if you try to go into that and do anything with it, that's actually meddling. You know, it's a Trungpa Rinpoche called it double negativity. The first negativity is negative enough. You don't need to go in with your, with your trying to fix it kind of. I just got to stop doing that. More negativity. But without an awareness practice, very difficult to work with negativity other than covering it up, or if you're not covering it up uh, aggressively, covering it up with your um, passion, maybe blaming, or maybe maybe covering it up by just distracting yourself into something else. If you're a meditator, it's going to be harder and harder to, to distract yourself. And more and more, um, um, the downside is you'd be more and more aware of uh, your own uh, craziness. Your own mixed up kind of thought process. And I would say, do it anyway. You can do it. You can do it. Jason.
1: When we're meditating and we're endeavoring to observe, if we register something as a concept, is that meddling or an elaboration?
0: Not if it's just being registered. And then if you start to move that into some kind of a project about fixing or a project about nailing it down or a project, any kind of project, that would be meddling. But you may have to do some of that in order to even witness the, the meddling part. That's why the sitting practice of meditation, wall gazing, chikantaza, is so important because by you're, you're kind of using the very thing that is confusing, conditioning, to kind of change your attitude a little bit, but you're doing it very slowly and respectfully. And so sit down, hold still, watch the movement. Then the, the that aspect of the of the consciousness that is a, has a quality of witnessing, in other words, receiving what that is, then that seems to get stronger. I don't know if we would call it a muscle, but maybe it's just the tendency that is being backed up by your conceptual understanding of the Four Noble Truths, the Eightfold Path, the 12 links, uh, that comes together that causes the ego mind, the self-centered mind, to think, "I might want to do this. This this may be, this may be a good thing to do." So it begins with the self-centeredness, but it's not separate uh, from uh, uh, the mind of awakening or bodhicitta. So it's not separate. It just looks like it is. So it looks like we've got to get rid of that, so we'll have just awakening.
1: Form. When we look at the um, the concepts of the eight consciousnesses, the sixth one is thinking. Is there thoughts that are not meddling and thoughts that are meddling? Yes. What differentiates
0: them? Uh, The uh, immediate necessity being in an independent, in in an area that's where you're dealing with dependent origination all the time, Uh, you're hungry, you eat. You, uh, you go outside, and it starts to rain. You get an umbrella. A very th- simple uh, uh, thinking in terms of the six sense fields, and, and, and being a, a consciousness that is showing up as a living form, of a human being. It's when it it's when it goes overboard and starts to get greedy about something, or gets uh, warlike about something, or just wants to shut down and just just be a, a Um, have less awareness about everything. It's just too painful to be aware. So when that starts to happen, uh, and the the way we get to this situation uh, might take a lot of comings and goings, a lot of pushing and pulling and everything. It doesn't start right away. Go ahead.
1: I'm just wondering when we endeavor to observe the thoughts that are meddling and are not meddling, do they all become... Meddled
0: with at that point. I I don't think so. The, the the conclusion part of it of meddling and not meddling it starts to get very very personal depending on how your own particular style. Some people are, are much more conceptual. They have an incredibly intense, strong overlay of concepts all the time. Other people are not have some concepts, but mainly it's a more of an intuitive feeling dimension that's happening there. Those are just a couple. There's even more, more different ways that that can break down and combine.
1: Good. I'm just wondering if it's, if it has anything to do with the relationship to the thoughts that creates difficulty?
0: Yeah. Just if, if you're, if you have an agenda about thoughts that are rising, have any agenda about it, that, that uh, uh, reifies or establishes uh, belief in who, someone who wants things to be different or wants something else. Uh, and also doing, going the other way and trying to just be real agreeable and just, you know, I don't care what happens, I'm fine, just whatever, whatever happens. Uh, sometimes we try to lecture ourselves, just be okay, just stop objecting to anything. Not that you can't do some of that, but quite often we will get carried away with that and then look for some kind of result. So no position. Okay. The no position, the position positionality of the ego in terms of agenda, what it wants, what it doesn't want, is the situation that causes the intense belief in the polarity of, uh, of samsara. Life and death, up and down, all the... the eight worldly dharmas, which are break down even further, but to not have any, to look at the greediness of the mind, to look at the, the, uh, the jealousy of the mind or any, any of those other aspects without doing anything with them, uh, not trying to stop them, not trying to validate them because I, was, because I was raised this way or because my father treated me this way or any number of things or because I have a, a chemical, whatever, whatever, uh, uh, imbalance and not that you couldn't have a chemical imbalance <laughs> if it's possible I'm just saying don't don't um, um, don't validate the obvious in other words don't whatever's showing up don't 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 validate that and and if somebody did something to someone else and it was uh, impolite or we tend to get on that and use that and, and, and pull that together so we can have some kind of a, a, a kind of the same thing that attorneys do trying to win a case. It's very similar to that, having a little uh, counselor in your
1: head.
2: Often, if I'm feeling a particular emotion, there's a lot of discursive thoughts about it. Um, It feels like there's someone meddling with the emotion. Who or what is, is meddling in that instance? Meddling. You know,
0: I don't know. I can't say, well, it's this or it's that. Now, some people will do that, will point out things. And I will say you to, to you this,
1: don't take your eyes off
0: of that. Don't take your awareness away from that. And and that means not only receiving it, but also not don't cover it up with a name, cover it up with an idea, covered up with a judgment, evaluation, a conclusion, and, and also don't believe it and don't disbelieve it. It's very much like the metaphor I often use, I'm sure there's probably better metaphors, but the one I often use is like watching a horror movie. You know, it's a movie, but it's scary. You still have emotions around it, but it's, it's a stage play. And So I I sometimes say using visual metaphors, or uh, I say, stay in the front row Don't leave the theater, run out screaming or something, but stay there and continue to watch uh, how the way things seem to be so choreographed and orchestrated in such a way that they seem so convincing and relatively they may be convincing but 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 and by going into that with some kind of a uh, I, I'm on to that how that works I think I can somehow stop doing that or what? probably not. This is why it's so important to Shikandaza is such a powerful, way to train the mind because you actually get to see what it is fundamentally rather than what it is relatively. And what is it fundamentally? It's going to sound maybe not all that helpful, but I don't know know any other way to say it other than it's not separate. You can actually see this. You can, you can every day, uh, once this uh, starts to show up, it's not likely to go away. If it goes away, then you didn't see it because it is uh, overwhelmingly present. It's so present that your self-centeredness, your ego, is still there. There's still a self-centeredness that functions, but it it no longer is in the control room. I sometimes say it's a clown on the roof. There's still something there. But when you look at it, you realize it's in a place where it has no say-so. It's on the roof. And where it's not very convincing, it's a clown. But even those are kind of extra to do something to manipulate it so um, fundamentally it's a way of talking about it that may help you tune into that, may not I'm not experiencing any clowns or any roofs
2: but I'm go ahead how do we see the unreality of that when the uh, intensity is so strong
0: so you're You're having the intensity notice how totally outlandish it is to be in a room sitting in a chair, uh, just having finished a cup of tea or some coffee. Weather is perfect that, or maybe it's not, maybe it's raining a little bit. And you have this intense emotion about something that is totally happening, uh, in a realm that is not even visible, your mind. This is why sitting in front of the wall is so powerful. It's just that it takes a while because we have, and here again, don't believe what I'm saying, but consider it. We have for countless, even saying thousands of years is an understatement. Been doing this. We've been here. We've been here forever and we keep coming back in different forms. We just all happen to be in a human form right now, but that's, there's no guarantee that's going to continue may never come back into the human realm again, it's possible, but you're here now. And that's uh, of all the uh, five realms, six realms in the realm of desire. That's the one that has uh, the teachings say that you can actually get some kind of glimpse of the truth. The rest of them, there's too much preoccupation with uh, fighting or grasping or uh, greed or lust or killing.
2: Thank you. There are a few questions from YouTube. One from Joyce Chen, who I think was tuning in to Open Heart Project yes. earlier today. Hi, Joyce. She asks, when meditating, I reflect on things that happened in the past and realized why I did things that way then. Is this one kind of meddling?
0: If you're holding the body still, and all of your senses are open, and you're meditating on a regular basis. In other words, every day or several, you know, several times a week at least, for longer periods than uh, a half an hour, an hour. If you can do longer than that, then more than likely, and this I'd have to talk to you more about it. And I'm not necessarily saying that we need to talk ever again. That's up to you. But uh, I'm saying that probably not. Uh, but what you need to do that. What you're, what you're doing is you're kind of aware that you're meddling. But for me to say, yes, that's meddling, I would say, no, I would trust your insight. I would, I would trust you. You're the one that you need to do this. If you're here and you're listening to me, then you know, I'm just telling you, you can do this. You can do it. but you But it's just going to be a lot of work. I was told by my teacher, you can do this. He did not mention how hard it was going to be. He didn't tell me how long it was going to be. He didn't tell me uh, because, because he knew how lazy I was. He said, by the way, this is going to take you 35 or 40 years. I "Well, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go back to doing drugs much easier. And I'm, I'm kidding, of course, I wouldn't do that. But in your situation, the way you describe that, uh, the only thing I would change is, or or even talk about say, if you're holding very still, And this kind of rumbling around and and validating what happened and explaining yourself, just watch. Don't second the motion. Uh, In other words, I say, don't, uh, something I said a moment ago, I can't even remember what it was, but uh, something like don't validate or don't validate the obvious. It's obvious what happened because you're looking at it. I did this because of that. But don't second it. Don't go in and say, yeah, I did that. Why did I do that? I shouldn't have done that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: If you notice it, if it shows up this happened because I didn't notice that before, but now I see that why that happens is like this when that's fine. Just like reading a, uh, it's like reading a script for a play. Don't memorize the part, memorize anything. You might, might want to memorize the, uh, the four reminders that turn the mind towards the Dharma. You might want to memorize refuge in the Buddha, refuge in the Dharma, refuge in the Sangha and, and dwell what it means. Refuge in the Buddha means what? Turning to, to, to someone who is uh, clear and who has no motivation uh, to manipulate you or control you or do anything. There's no interest in making money. Refuge in the Dharma is a truth that was taught, that he taught, that the Buddha taught. Everything is dependently arisen, Nothing comes from its own side. There are no individuals anywhere. It's an, it's an incredible illusion. And it's self-perpetuating, mostly. And then in the Dharma, the community of people that get together from all different kinds of confusion, all different kinds of... Some are more, uh, as I said earlier, very conceptual con- constructs and some are totally not at home with that. They don't even feel comfortable. And if, when they're with somebody who's very conceptual, they feel put upon. They feel like, eh, I feel kind of intimidated here. This person knows so much. How, when will I know that much? That's why I don't, uh, in our book studies, I don't let someone take over and teach, even though I have a very strong understanding conceptually of what this is about. But that is not a conceptual understanding. That's just stair steps. Uh, some people are can't find the stair steps. Uh, and they use what is called intuition. And what is intuition? It's like uh, climbing up a, a rope that has been greased. That's intuition. No structure to it at all. So whatever is occurring, just observe. Even if it's, uh, I'm doing this because of this, I'm doing this because of this. And if you can, you could consider... Don't second the motion. Whatever's happening, observe, but don't jump on it with something like, I'm just going to say a few words here, like, yeah, there I go again, or, yeah, that's that's who I am. I'm always interfering with things. or always meddling. If you see that you're meddling, no comment. Don't reinforce the identity of a meddler, and you just have more problems. It's like, you know, the clown has come down off the roof, was kicked in the window, and then I was sitting at your... Uh, lunch counter and you didn't even know you'd open a restaurant. We open restaurants for our confusion because we want to feed that. And why do we want to feed that kind of stuff? Because by doing that, it gives us the illusion of protection and that we are somebody who can be protected from the unknown or from the basic teachings of the Buddha, the impermanence, nothing lasts. Everything is in a state of distress or unhappiness, discontent. I'm not saying that's, this is not nihilism. It's not, doesn't mean you can't be okay and be happy and enjoy the sunshine. But it's a lot easier to enjoy the things that are come and go in this incredible luminous world. If you're no longer at war with anything, you're no longer at peace with anything. They're no longer a separate being. They're just consciousness only. If you're interested,
1: and don't give up. Juzan. What is style? Pardon me. What is style? Spell it. S-T-Y-L-E. Just a person's
0: style of confusion could show up as uh, some some of the teachings uh, in Tibetan Buddhism uh, calls it Buddha families. Uh, the Buddha the Buddha style of style is just to shut down and just not be. Not be too aware of anything. It's a Buddha family, so it's a. Uh, it, it takes on the, the look of a Buddha, is someone who is no longer grasping, rejecting, or doing anything. So someone who is ignoring kind of looks like a Buddha. They don't do much. They don't respond. You can you can say something outlandish, and they just have the same flat look on their face. So it's more of a desolate kind of thing. They, they've learned, trained themselves, maybe through be through being intensely persecuted or tortured. They learn how to just shut everything off. So it's called a Buddha family or or grounded in ignorance Grounded just not here not really present present just enough to hear uh, dinner time to hear that And then the other ones would be uh, karma or action and Ratna or some kind of seduction or some kind of jealousy going on about otherness I'm not going to go through all that, I want to turn the talk into that, but just different ways of being crazy, of being unenlightened, of fighting with your world, fighting with your mind, fighting with others. Some kind of polarity that keeps keeps reinforcing the otherness. And sometimes it can function in a very sweet way. Padma is very sweet, very seductive. Uh, You sometimes meet people who are just kind of overly gushy. You know, they're protecting themselves because then they can, you know, they you stay back away from them because they're just so sweet and nice and and, and magnetizing you. And how are you? How are things going for you? Are you feeling okay? Good? Not that you couldn't do some of that, but you kind of know it when somebody's kind of overdoing that or something, shall we say? And I, I don't really want to pick on the fish too much, but fishy. When you oh, others have a mask on. So uh, maybe I should say those things with a mask on, it might help. So is that, is that answer? Is there something else you want to ask about style? But just a different way of handling your world, handling your, you're frustrated, you handle it one way. If somebody else gets frustrated, they handle it another way. My way of handling frustration when I was young was to run as fast as I could when I was three. Roll up into a ball and aim at some aspect of the wall in the house. I hit it like a cannonball. And then, but I wouldn't really know what I was doing for sure. I, I knew they were doing something because I was upset, but I wouldn't know. What my my mother had to tell me not to do that, and the words she used made me realize what I was doing because before then I didn't know what I was doing. She said, "Don't you throw yourself." And I thought, hmm throwing myself. That's what I'm doing." So this is a self. And perhaps you have a similar story when you were young, or maybe you didn't have that kind of frustration, but the different way of dealing with the frustration uh, is the style part of it. And they, there are probably countless uh, numbers. There's some basic styles and one is aggression, just fight with everything. Be upset with with everything. And the other one is passion, grasp,
1: collect, control, Power more. If we see the styles of meddling, how do we receive it without fighting with it?
0: Just pra- it's practice, because you're in order to do that. You have to. It's like anything you train yourself in. Maybe not in like anything, but it's similar to other things that are more obvious. You train in, like we'll say, martial arts or playing. Scrabble, for that matter, but some 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 way of training yourself to work with the elements that are uh, that we need to get familiar with. So. So you might have to do some of that that looks like you're meddling when actually you're you're exploring that so that you can understand better how the kind of a knee jerk response comes out of that to shut something down. That's when I say trust yourself, I don't mean trust believe your thoughts. I'm saying trust the space in which the thoughts occur. In other words, whatever is occurring, uh, if you can, l- register with the space. And instead of, re- instead of registering that you are that thought, uh, see that the space in which the thoughts are occurring is doing nothing. It's not particularly even receiving anything. It's just an openness that thoughts are allowed to rise, in, sometimes called the human being. It's like the, the traditional way of describing a human being in Buddhist terms is when the five skandhas form, feeling, perception, concept, or thinking process, and the six sense fields in their objects, smell, taste, touch, hearing, seeing, when that situation of consciousness enters the six realms of the God realm of success, the jealous God realm of competition and jealousy, uh, the human realm of, uh, sup- of uh, desire and suffering and curiosity and the realm of uh, the animals who are have a limited ability to understand what's happening around them uh, characterized by ignorance. And then the preta or the one where there's intense lust or greed after something. You have to have that. You have to have it. Which is a intense form of passion, and then the hell realm, which the only solution for anything is to kill and murder and, and hit, strike out, anger, anger, anger. Those are the three lower realms, the animal, the predaloka, the jealous, uh, the hungry the, uh, ghost grasping, the hell realm. And it is said that this is just the sitting practice of meditation. You may, not, you may not not attain enlightenment, but you can get free of those realms because you you. you Begin to understand that those lower realms are, are extremely, not so good. So then you end up, end up. So a practitioner may go in there occasionally, but it's less and less. More about the human realm, of curiosity, having emotions, having some suffering, uh, maybe uh, jealousy, uh, other people, even other in the sangha, even jealousy for other, you know, uh, other people. In our situation, monks or temple residents. Uh, Teachers being is, likes this person more than than she likes me or something like that, and then the God realm is a you know we're really doing good. You know, I, I used to really be really uh, screwed up, but you know, I meditated for a few years. and I'm good. I'm really good. Everything uh, everything is peaceful, love, brother, you know, that kind of thing. Con- constantly cranking up that kind of. Uh, artificiality. That being said, that's very difficult to see the difference between that and uh, that kind of uh, thing like Bhavana where you're just you're expressing yourself your your consideration your care for other the welfare of others. Uh, there's a difference there and uh, I'd be happy to talk about that I really have a, have a question that would draw me into that or we can talk about something else.
2: Can there's a question from Susan in Traverse City. Susan. When witnessing clearly and deeply aware, do forms, including one's sense of body, disappear?
0: Good question. They change the, the embodiment uh, situation and the sense of being a person, of being, uh, the, 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 I don't know how to say it other than, than what used to be threatened isn't there anymore. What used to be uh, greedy is not there anymore. So, so consciousness is still here, but the consciousness, the awareness that is still here is not separate from anything. It, it's interesting because you that know that lack of the imputed separation between yourself and others has changed into a different kind of separation called respect. That you really, really respect that you, you've been through so much yourself. Uh, so much difficulty yourself that when you see someone who is insane and is functioning out of that insanity to control others to squeeze happiness out of samsara, uh, you respect them. I'm not saying you do what they say. I'm not talking about obeying anybody. I don't obey anything. Well, maybe you know. So is it? It, it is about. If I'm understanding the question. Uh, I'm saying that it shows up in a way that doesn't have any center to it. So, therefore, if, if your environment, those in your environment call upon you in this situation, uh, then you function with them, with respect and with courtesy and with uh, kindness. And if someone is, if, if, if someone is a, a teacher functioning as a, a true teacher, which means they teach out of what, what this is rather than out of what they think about what this is, which means they don't think I, mean, I was saying they don't do some thinking but not really not particularly they just meet everything where it's at so so it's uh i'm not sure if i've responded to your question in a way that's helpful to you if you have a further one
1: i would try again on. how is there continuity of a style if there's no continuity of itself
0: well we think there is we think there is a, a continuity of itself, self. So therefore the continuity of the style just aligns itself with that and keeps trying to be that be the, the tool of that identity. But when the when 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 the separate self is seen through and it's not an event. So this will not happen to you. Because if it happens to you, then there's still a, a you that it happens to. And you're not if you're collecting credentials, not gonna happen. I'm not saying you can't collect a credential, but it will not be uh, awakening. So, then in that situation, then that style may appear, may not. Uh, fundamentally, every style is open to you. It's kind of an odd thing. You have another question? It's a good one, thank you. Further questions? Nishikai. Is it
1: helpful to? Boycott thoughts or return
0: to the senses in an attempt to not meddle? So, Nishi Guy's asking if it's uh, helpful to boycott thoughts or return to the senses in order to not meddle. I would say a, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, Trump Bermud J taught boycotting and, uh, and uh, taught that kind of activity. I'd say a, a little bit. In other words, I sometimes say include. Uh, if someone's having a lot of difficulty with uh, some particular emotion, or some, or sitting just holding still, uh, looking at the wall, and just it's just overwhelming and have no source for it, no no explanation, I would say I say you can do this uh, alternating sense awareness practice, where you're you're moving the awareness deliberately between the sense of touch and the sense of seeing. That tends to because those are actually in what we call real time. I mean, you're actually bodies in a room. Um, mind is rarely in a room. It's usually in, you know, lost in space somewhere Uh, and then invents its own reality and then buys into that. And it totally ignores the five senses that are completely concrete. This is why we have practices like sit down, hold still, watch what moves. And what does that put you right away? The body, it's holding still somewhat, but they're still breathing. There's lots of contrast. You can sometimes feel your heartbeat. And so picking out a couple of those senses. Be the sense of sound, sense of seeing. Could be a sense of smell. You live in a bakery. You kind of live in a bakery, don't you? No, that's a noodle house. Much different. Yeah, noodles are different shape. So you're in the noodle house, and you have a really intense, uh, angry feeling, and you'd like to bite somebody, but you don't because you, you alternate between the sense of gravity, which you're standing up. On the bottom of your feet, that's why they're flat, sort of pointed, you're standing there, gravity. And you smell this uh, fragrance or this uh, uh, smell of uh, chocolate noodles. I can tell you're smiling because uh, your, your mask changes shapes. It's kind of like a, you know, I can think of what it would be like. Pardon my lack of humor. Further questions from anyone out there on TV land?
2: There's a question from Kristen. Yes. What are practices or ways of being that benefit all beings?
0: Don't meddle. Starting with your own mind. Don't, Don't meddle. Observe. Train your mind to see clearly so that the unobserved aspects of your consciousness as a living being, you don't go out into the world, which means across your living room, to your mate, or to your children, and laminate or protect your unexamined or un-understood un, feelings and emotions on someone else. In other words, blame. Don't blame, even though they actually did something. Don't blame, not a good idea. And that's difficult. I don't think it can be done without having a strong awareness practice. Sit down, hold still, watch what moves and do an hour or two every day or whatever works for you. But if you want to, you want to save all beings, start with this one. Start with the person you are and stop torturing yourself. I'm not accusing you of anything. But if you're here and you're asking this question, there's some kind of confusion. Because if you were clear about who you were, you would not be coming to this. Occasionally, I'll see—I'll be looking at the screen, and the Buddha will appear, and will say, "Oh, that's that guy again. I don't need to hear that story again. No wonder he's not famous."
2: Teresa Bowen. Yes, Teresa. What can I do when I'm stuck in the God realm, um, thinking I know some? Revelation, whatever it is, yeah. um, to soften coming out of it versus getting yeah. jolted back into the hell realm.
0: Yeah, so there, there's um, quite a quite a bit of awareness happening right there, and I would say just don't do anything with it. What you just described is awareness, and it's a, it's an intense form of it. As this is going really well, I'm doing really good, and all of a sudden, wham, I'm in hell, or I'm in in some kind of despair. All human beings are going through some kind of situation like that. And the most of them are covering it up or blaming someone else or blaming everything. You can blame anything for this. Anything will uh, will live up to it to some extent. The downside of what you're describing is it sounds difficult. The upside of what you're describing is this is how it's done. Just don't do anything with that. Just observe that because nothing lasts. One of of the, the three marks of existence, One of them, the first one that the Buddha talked about, maybe the second one uh, is impermanence. Nothing, nothing lasts. So that means that whatever you're experiencing is not going to last, whether it's enlightenment or the God realm or seeming enlightenment or seeming God realm or the hell realm or the seeming hell realm. Can't, it can't last, but it will tend to continue if you fiddle with it or fight with it. So It's it's, it's an odd thing, this whole non-duality thing, that everything is at once, has nothing to do with you, is totally none of your business, and everything is completely your responsibility. It's called what? Not to, but not to. So everything is, you're responsible for everything. All dharmas are without blame, but you're still responsible. You have to respond. And that response may be just received
2: bowing. Another question from Susan in Traverse City. Yes. Why is the animal realm somehow inferior to the human realm?
0: To the what realm?
2: Inferior to the human realm.
0: Well, it's not not inferior. It's just different. We've all been there. We're all going back there. Everybody's been a Saint Bernard. A lot, uh, somewhat easier life than this one. And when I say that, don't, don't believe a word I say. I'm just saying that the, the separation that you're seeing there is, uh, that anyone is seeing there is imputed. In other words, you're making it up. Uh, the same way with thinking that dogs are, are having thoughts like humans are having. I'm not saying they're not having thoughts, but they're dog thoughts about humans. So it's not, it's not better, not worse. It's the animal realm, so it means that that area... Is uh, is a different a different level of, uh, of existence and understanding we would not have without you know the human realm or this uh, kind of uh, intelligence or insight or being able to think abstractly. I guess would be a way of saying it. But some animals get very close to that. You know, one time, I, many many years ago, centuries ago, I took care of uh, animals, uh, monkeys. Uh, rhesus, macaques, cynos, African greens, baboons. Pretty smart. They're so smart, they know better than to try to be a human. Especially the baboons. They want no part of being a human. They'd rather make fun of you. They used to make fun of me. I'm not going to go into the story, but I'm just saying um, it's, it's quite a bit uh, also like uh, dogs, too. Their, their level of intelligence is really high. So I'm not, I don't know, probably didn't respond to your question, but I just don't agree with it, that it's uh, animals or less. It's just a different way of being. There's all kinds of beings that we don't even know about besides those uh, different realms, all kinds of them. Okay, we'll dedicate the merit. Thank you so much. It's good to be in the monastery for a change. May the narrative list penetrate into all places so
2: that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way san. Ten Directions,
1: the Three Worlds, all Buddhas, all Venerable Ones, Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, the Great Pravanya, Paramita.
2: O Buddhas and Bodhisattvas of the Ten Directions of the Three Times, please hear us. Please
1: come down out of the light
2: and protect the Buddhist Temple Monastery, our Sangha, families, friends, and visitors Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering.